Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for July 9th, 2023. Join in our call to worship. O sing to the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fear before him all the earth. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let heaven be glad and let all the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar with praise and all that fills it show your greatness. Let the field exult and everything in it sing for joy. We join with all the earth in praise to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
this morning is a blessing for when you can't love yourself. From The Lives We Actually Have by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie. God, I don't love myself, so how can anyone else? Blessed are we who say, God, maybe I can borrow some of your mercy as I unfold to you the unloveliness within. And maybe as I hand it all over, I can borrow some of your gentleness and grace to use for myself, to help me absorb some of these fleeting feelings of love so I can breathe freely in my own company. There is a buried secret there somewhere in my mind that I am more than worthy, somehow cherished in embarrassing detail. Then fine, I accept, inhaling this love gives life to everything else. Amen. We are continuing our series, Consider the Birds, with The Vulture, Ugliness and Beauty. Our scripture is Matthew 24, 1 through 5, 23 through 28. As Jesus came out of the temple and was going away, his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. Then he asked them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left here upon another, all will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered them, Beware that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce great signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Take note, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. There are some beautiful birds in the world. The great Victoria-crowned pigeon resembles a queen wearing a very fancy lace hat. The Himalayan monal pheasant looks like an ancient Tibetan emperor wearing an elaborate cape of greens and purples with a yellow train and a sapphire crown. For sheer grace, nothing can compare with the trumpeter swan. And you certainly couldn't make up the peacock. What an example of the creativity of our Maker, that God would think up such birds. Even the tiny goldfinches and blue jays and cardinals at our feeders are amazing, lovely to see and lovely to hear. And then there is the vulture. 
There are vultures all over the world. Most of them are bald, allowing them to stick their entire heads into rotting carcasses without worrying about mussing their feathers. They will eat excrement, especially human, and anything dead. New World vultures will projectile vomit onto anything or anyone that threatens them. Turkey vultures have large and obvious nostrils. It is possible to see through from one side of its head to the other. Weird, huh? They sit hunched with their heads pulled into their shoulders like sulking teenagers. A group of feeding vultures is called awake. That term alone tells us something of death. A vulture will eat so much at one time that it may be unable to fly, so it will sit with its rough tongue in its mouth, hissing and grunting, waiting to digest. They have no song. And I have read that a group of researchers going to band vulture chicks were so overcome by the unbearable smell of the nest that they lost consciousness. But beside their awful, awesome ugliness, I think the real reason they are so disliked is that they remind us of death. They do not cause death. They are less likely to carry disease than many other birds. In fact, vultures have such strong acids in their stomachs that they can kill anthrax, botulism, cholera, rabies, and many more dangerous diseases. When vultures clean a carcass that has died of a serious disease, the disease is destroyed within their digestive system. But they remind us of death. In Old Testament times, one of the worst curses was that your dead body would be left for vultures to eat. It was considered a fate worse than death. Goliath warned David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds. In Deuteronomy, God warns the Israelites that disobey him, Your dead body shall be food for all the birds of the air. And Jesus quotes this adage, Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. A few weeks ago, we heard about eagles, the favorite emblem of empire. The eagle is a powerful hunter and killer. We read the verses, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But here's the twist. Whenever that word eagle is translated, scholars say, the word should more likely be translated vulture. The word for vulture in Hebrew is nesher. The word for eagle, on the other hand, is ayat. The thought is that as the eagle grew more popular and the vulture less, translators could not bring themselves to translate the word nesher as vulture. So they substituted the word eagle instead. 
So listen to the verses with their original intent restored. Deuteronomy 32.11.12a As a nesher, vulture, stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, as it spreads its wings, takes them up and bears them aloft on its pinions, the Lord alone guided him. Psalm 103, 2-5 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all its benefits. Who forgives you all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is restored like the vultures. Proverbs 30, 18 and 19. Three things are too wonderful for me, four I do not understand. The way of a vulture in the sky, the way of a snake on a rock, the way of a ship on the high seas, and the way of a man with a maiden. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as vultures. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. It gives a bit of a different perspective on things, doesn't it? In a way, though, it may be more appropriate to cite vultures than eagles in these passages. If you watch vultures at all, you will see that they wobble a bit when they fly. Their wings are not as strong as eagles' wings, yet they can attain great heights. Most birds fly below 500 feet. Vultures can glide effortlessly at 10,000 feet. In 1973, a griffin vulture collided with a commercial airliner over Africa. It was flying at 37,900 feet. But the vulture does not fly that high through sheer power. Rather, it catches the thermals and rides on the currents of the air. It is like that song, You Are the Wind Beneath My Wings. That is the way we fly if we are wise, not trying in our own strength to make things happen, but waiting on the Lord. As the Lord said to Zechariah, Not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The griffin vulture, the kind of vulture named 46 times in the Hebrew Bible, is critically endangered in Israel today. Hit by accidental poisoning and urbanization, Israel's griffin vulture population has fallen to around 180 in the wild. Efforts are being made to save the Israeli vulture, the king of birds. Why should anyone care if such an ugly bird faces extinction? Well, let's look at what happened in India, a place where 99.95% of the vulture population has been lost over the last 40 years. The Indian vulture crisis represents the sharpest decline of any animal known to man in the same number of years. 
A major contributing factor in this is believed to be the widespread use of drugs, such as diclofenac, once a commonly used livestock anti-inflammatory drug. Veterinary usage of diclofenac has been banned in India since 2006, yet the vulture struggles to rebound. Vultures previously played an important role in public sanitation in India, and their disappearance has resulted in a number of problems. Since the vulture is now scarce, the populations of rats, feral dogs, and crows have exploded. The feral dogs attack humans and animals, spreading rabies, anthrax, and plague, and killing many. India has an estimated 18 million feral dogs, the largest population of carnivores in the world, which has led to an increase in leopards invading inhabited areas preying on feral dogs, leading to conflicts with humans. Crows, unlike vultures, carry disease, spreading infections to domesticated birds, chickens, and human populations. Rotting corpses of cattle, now left uneaten by the small vulture population, contaminate drinking water. It is estimated that the decline of vultures costs India the equivalent of $21 billion per year. The decline of vulture populations around the world proved the old adage, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The vulture's beauty is in its perfect place in nature. God's creation is wonderful. The mighty eagle, the lowly quail, and the hideous vulture all have their place. You and I have our place as well. So if you think there is no place for you in God's creation, you are wrong. God has a purpose for the vulture, and God has a purpose for you and me. I will leave you with one more scripture, Ecclesiastes 3.11. Listen. God has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Amen. Let us pray. O God, your creation is wonderful. We thank you for the vulture. We thank you that you have created both it and us with a purpose. And we thank you that you are the wind beneath our wings. In Jesus' name, amen.
Receive the benediction. May the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes, the love of God be reflected in your hands, the wisdom of God be reflected in your words, and the knowledge of God flow from your heart that all might see and seeing believe. Amen.